Coming up on AEA Amplified, AEA President and CEO Mike Adamson offers a preview of the 65th Annual AEA International Convention and Trade Show. From the Aircraft Electronics Association, this is AEA Amplified, a podcast for aviation's technology experts, with your host, Jeff Hill. Hello, friends, and welcome to AEA Amplified, sponsored by Genesis Aerosystems, a Moog company and a leading provider of autopilots for rotor and fixed-wing aircraft. The Genesis S-TEC 5000 is the latest digital autopilot, providing increased safety plus decreased pilot workload. And it's being certified for Part 23 and Part 25 retrofit aircraft, such as high-performance turboprop and turbine jet aircraft. To learn more about the S-TEC 5000, visit genesis-aerosystems.com. Hi again, everybody. I'm your host, Jeff Hill, for this March 22nd, 2022 edition of AEA Amplified. And our guest today is Mike Adamson, the president and CEO of the Aircraft Electronics Association. And Mike, thanks so much for joining us. And let's start with some breaking news out of New Orleans. They came out just yesterday uh, on March 21st. The city of New Orleans did announce that it has lifted all COVID-19 restrictions. And this means that all convention attendees and exhibitors will not be required to wear a mask or show proof of vaccination next week at the show and throughout the city's hotels and restaurants. So given the fact that New Orleans had these restrictions imposed for several weeks and months, how have those restrictions impacted registration up to this point? And what have you been hearing from AEA members along the way? Well, Jeff, uh, thanks for the question. And you know, thanks for having me on today. I appreciate that. Before we get to the to the hard hitting questions, I do want to say, uh, first of all, congratulations uh, on this on this podcast. I think we're at uh, what episode eighteen uh, this time around, and I think I counted close to five thousand downloads. So just wanted to congratulate you and, and Aaron on putting this together. It's a great production. Uh, it's a great way to showcase what's going on with our members. Um, yeah, so big news out of New Orleans yesterday, and we're excited about that. Um, I think it's something we anticipated, frankly. Uh, back in January, we had, um, you know, or I, I should say up until January, we were sort of mask-free. And then in the middle of the month, they came back and um, instituted the mask mandate on top of their existing um, vaccination and negative test requirements to get into their bars and restaurants and some of the events or around the city, which would have included our first nighter event. Um, fortunately, yesterday, um, after uh, lifting their mask mandate in earlier early part of March, they came back and decided that uh, they no longer needed the vaccination and negative test requirement um, for for anything in the city, bars and restaurants, um, anything that would impact our event, what have you. Uh, so we're ex excited about that. We got that news out to members yesterday, and um, you know haven't haven't received a ton of response to that. Um, but what we've seen is a little bump in our registrations, as we saw when the mask mandate was lifted. Um, so clearly, this has had an impact. Um, don't know the full extent of that. Um, you know, we have had some conversations with members, you know, who were concerned about um, these requirements. Um, those are now out of the way. So hopefully, even with a week left to plan, they uh, they still have the opportunity to to schedule a, a trip to New Orleans and and come see us. Um, and for those who, you know, didn't really agree with this in the first place, um, you know. Uh, they're 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 welcome to come and and participate fully and and not have to to worry about any of those things. Um, 
those who are a little concerned, of course, they still have a way to protect themselves and and uh, that will obviously be allowed and, and embraced um, as they may have their own personal issues or um, you know compromises that they're concerned about. So uh, it should be open for everyone, much like it was in Dallas. And uh, we look forward to that not being uh, any impact on our show going forward. On the opening general session, of course, we'll begin at 9 a.m. on Monday morning. And the new product introductions session is a part of that. Again, that's set for Monday, March the 28th. And it will be live streamed, I believe, for the 14th straight year by the Aero News Network as part of its convention coverage. So maybe though, for those who are not quite as familiar with, with that unique aspect of the show, how does it work when you have 29 companies set to unveil new products and services to the avionics marketplace? Yeah, it's uh, it's quite a coordination of activities. Um, you know, it's it, honestly, it's one of the most anticipated parts of the show, uh, and it's something we've been doing for decades. You know, we we pioneered this concept um, a long time ago. In fact, it was you know the old um, uh, slideshows uh, basically in the early days of the, these presentations, and and they've evolved tremendously. Um, you know, with the videos that the the companies do today, but lining up, you know nearly 30 member companies to showcase their new products and services um, in about a, what, a four minute presentation span uh, is no small feat. Uh, it takes a lot of coordination on our side. Um, there's a ton of effort on the presenter side uh, to fine tune, you know, their presentations. And so um, it's, you know, it's rapid fire one after the other. We have uh, one person on stage and one person joining them as they're wrapping up their presentation and rolls right into the next one. And it's all strung together and coordinated beautifully by Aaron Ward uh, over the course of about two hours uh, on the first day of the show. So the nice thing is, is it, you know, as I said, it gives a, a showcase for our manufacturers um, for their products and services, but it also leads to, you know, some follow-up coverage or continuous coverage. Actually, we've got Aero News there who's broadcasting it live. Um, we do a wrap-up um, on the presentations in our avionics news magazine um, and our pilot's guide and um, you know then we make it available digitally for those who just aren't able to join us uh, in new orleans so it's got a shelf life for you know uh, a year or beyond um, for those who want to watch them online and mike with so many training sessions for attendees to choose from uh, what can the attendees expect in terms of the training lineup that you've planned for new orleans well, you know, th this is the biggest training week in the industry. Um, and so, you know, we, we've got, what, nearly 100 hours of training lined up. And you're going to get everything from, you know, up to the minute, you know, regulatory briefings. Uh, you're going to get business training, technical training, um, you know, relevant to all aspects of your business. You know, you've got uh, training that's not just for the technicians or the shop owner. It's valuable for your sales department, your marketing staff. Um, operations folks, quality, even front office personnel. There's there's something for everybody. Um, we're actually at a point where we sort of have to limit um, our, our schedule and the fact that, you know, we can only spread ourselves so thin on training classrooms and, and availability of um, resources. But uh, it's a packed show. Aaron's done a great job putting it together. And uh, you can go online to aea.net slash convention, hit one of the schedules and, you know, see the daily offerings uh you know starts after the new product introductions on the first day and it runs for two hours before the exhibit hall on the next two days and then we have a full final day on thursday um, with technical training so check out the schedule there's um 
there's a lot to see and there's something for everybody. And with the convention center being a short walking distance from the headquarters hotel, which is the Hilton New Orleans Riverside, uh, you've also scheduled some sh uh, shuttle buses to make that uh, walk just a little bit easier this year. So what are the, some of the details for the shuttle service and how will, it, how will that work? Yeah, so, you know, there's a there's a little basketball tournament going on um, while we're there, or I should say um, kicking off while we're there. So we're, we're uh, battling for space with um, the NCAA tournament, and they take over a lot of the convention center. Um, so for those who are familiar, when we were there in 2017, uh, we were in the first hall. As you go into the convention center, I think it's hall A. We're in H this year, and so it's about halfway down um, the convention center path, which that, that's a pretty good size space. And so it's a bit of a walk, a little bit longer than um, we've had at prior shows. So what we decided to do is arrange some shuttle buses for each day of the show. Um, there's, I think, upwards of four at our peak times, you know, in the morning and in the afternoon when the show closes uh, to get people back and forth. But, um, you know, some that run from seven-ish in the morning until until the close of the show in the afternoon. And of course, there's a there'll be a schedule um, that's visible in the lobby and and people directing you to the right spots. But um, for those who attended our first nighter party in in 2017, um, if you're familiar with where we sort of marched uh, to the exhibit hall, um, we'll line up in that in that same spot for these buses, and they'll be able to take people back and forth. And we'll have them throughout the day. It's not just during peak periods. So we'll have you know, one or two that go throughout the day and can take you back and forth to the hotel. And for those who, you know, don't need it, of course, it's a nice, pleasant walk um, from your hotel room. And last year in Dallas at the show, uh, the format for the first nighter event was changed just a little bit to include all attendees and exhibitors for the first time. Uh, what was the feedback you received on that? And will that be the case again this year in New Orleans? Yeah, we had overwhelming response um, to that, and it's an idea we'd we'd tossed around for a number of years, and and decided to do it um, with Dallas because we were bringing everybody back, or at least as everybody that could attend, right? And so, um, just just really good response. Uh, we've kept the formula for New Orleans, and probably will keep it going forward. Um, you know, and, and really, that's anyone with a registration badge, uh, be it a full or a, or a Monday daily. Um, whether you're a, an attendee or an exhibitor, um, you'll be allowed to to enter the Speakeasy First Nighter event uh, there on the convention center um, uh, floor. So, you know, th this really is, it's a can't miss opportunity. It's a, it's a networking event. Of course, there's food and drink. Um, we've got, you know, really outstanding live music and that's sponsored again by our friends at Dallas Avionics. So it's just a great way to kick off the show. Um, you've got a, a pretty full day with the opening, the new products, some training that afternoon and you cap it off with this, you know, all in, everyone's invited first nighter event. It's just a great way to start the week. And the nice thing is that it doesn't last all night. Um, so it allows you to attend anything else that may be scheduled with some of our uh, manufacturers who may be throwing parties. So you have to look closely at your schedule and, and kind of pay attention to that. But uh, um, it allows you to go have an evening out on the town or with, you know, some of your fellow um uh, dealers and or manufacturer representatives. And again, another note from last year's show in Dallas, which was actually in June, uh, it was one of the first opportunities really that the industry had to get back together uh, uh, in the midst of this pandemic. And uh, the show is extremely well attended by AA members, uh, certainly from uh, within the United States, but the international members 
uh, were not able to attend as much uh, as they as they normally do. Uh, so, for example, this will be the the first show uh, that's attended by many AEA members from outside the United States since we were in Palm Springs back in 2019. So, what do you expect in terms of the international attendance next week in New Orleans? Yeah. You know, I can't say we're back to our numbers uh, in Palm Springs. Um, but obviously, we're seeing encouraging signs for the different international regions. Um, you know, it's an improvement over our show in Dallas, you know, because the restrictions have lifted sort of globally. And um, currently, we have registrations from 12 different countries. Uh, we probably expect to see more when we get on site. Uh, but really, we're just we're excited to welcome them back. You know, we know we're going to get our, our South Pacific region. Uh, we know we're going to get uh, more folks from Europe and Canada. Um, so, you know, it, it'll it'll be more like normal. We won't quite have the numbers um, that we had hoped with regards to that uh, because there still are some um, some hurdles for you to clear as you travel internationally. Um, so we expect, you know, next year in New Orleans, or I'm sorry, in, uh, in Orlando for that to be, you know, truly back to normal. But uh, we're getting close and uh, we're excited about those who are able to join us. And one of those international members is Gary Joyce of IAE, uh, which is in, in the United Kingdom. And he will be concluding a three-year term as chair of the association's board of directors uh, next week. So as you look back on Gary's short, uh, short time as board chairman, uh, what has Gary's dedication and service over the last three years meant to you and the AEA membership? Well, uh, Gary and I transitioned into our roles together in 2019 in Palm Springs. Um, and frankly, you know, we had no idea what the next three years were going to hold for us uh, and what we've been through with uh, uh, the pandemic um, and what the association and the industry has faced. Um, he has been tremendous in his support of the staff and the association during his tenure. He, uh, you know, he's made every effort to, to attend anything he can. Um, obviously, that's, like I said, been travel restricted. Uh, we've spent a lot of time on uh, on conference calls and video conferencing, um, you know, and we've overcome those restrictions um, and, you know, we're able to get the job done. He uh, guided us through our strategic planning initiative um, over the course of those roughly two years. Um, and, you know, I think even during the process, um, Gary relocated his business. So it's an impressive effort from your chairman who, you know, really hasn't had a chance to be here in person. Um, we've only had the European event and most recently some of our board meetings and strategic planning meetings, we've been able to have them attend. Uh, obviously, we're going to have them next week at convention. So uh, it's an outstanding effort. It's one to to be commended um, because it's something we we really didn't know we were facing when we all both took over in 2019. And he's just he's just been outstanding in the support. So uh, congratulations to him. And once again, we are visiting with AEA President and CEO Mike Adamson here on AEA Amplified, sponsored by Genesis Aerosystems, a Moog company. And Mike, the, the board of directors uh, recently adopted a new vision and mission as a result of that strategic planning process that you just mentioned. So what can you tell us about the updated strategic plan? Yeah, this is a bold, a bold mission and vision for the association. And I'll brief about it during the opening uh, ceremonies, but it, you know, what it boils down to is involves a focus, a new focus actually on workforce development, um, also on membership and relations um, with the OEM and dealer connection, as well as our growth for the future. You know the changes in in technology and the and the um, introduction of new technologies in our marketplace. You know what 
how do we fit into that? Um, who fits into that? And, and how can we provide value to those members while maintaining our identity um, and the benefits and services that we offer um, to all of those who've been with us for so many years? Um, the neat thing about this is it comes at a time, you know, we, we um, approved the plan in December and it comes at a time where we've got a pretty good transition in our board. So we're actually welcoming six new board members uh, next week um, who are gonna help us fill out these committees um, and execute this plan. So we're really excited about the opportunity for them to get a new playbook um, for the association, uh, join us when you know things are starting to really open back up and, um, you know, and, and have a new strategic plan to follow and provide even more value to, to our members and to our future members. And Mike, everyone knows, of course, about the, the challenges the world has faced the last couple of years through the pandemic, but there were also some opportunities created as well. And one of them is the expansion of the AEA's virtual live training courses. So can you update us a little bit uh, on both the in-person and the online training courses that are available for the rest of 2022? Yeah, um, in 2021, we had our biggest year in training, um, number of people and and uh, and revenue. So we obviously, um, even in dealing with some of the residuals from the pandemic, um, we're still able to provide that value to to the industry. So we're excited about that and where that leads us into 22 and beyond. You know, we're constantly expanding our offerings, um, developing new options and training for the industry, be it online or in the classroom and. Frankly, when it you know when it comes to affordable, relevant industry training, AEA is your source. I say it all the time. You know, when you Google avionics training, um, other than a couple ads, you know, you're going to see AEA come up first, and um, and that's because we've been at it for so long. Um, we've got a great reputation in the industry. Uh, as I said, we're affordable. We're centrally located. Um, we use uh, instructors that you know by day are are doing the things that. Um, folks are doing in the industry. Uh, so they have real-time relevant expertise and they sh they're you know happy to share that <clears throat> with the folks that attend our, our classes. Um, we also use um, convention as a way to sort of test some of the things that we may be seeing in the classroom. So you can take a look at the schedule and uh, some of the courses you see there may end up as, as uh, extended courses here at the headquarters facility and potentially online as well. Um, so we've got some things in the in the pipeline for down the road. Um, in, obviously, you can go to to our website aea.net/training and, and look at uh, the complete schedule. I think Aaron has updated our spring and summer schedule, so he's got us booked now from um, mid to late April all the way through September, and that includes everything regulatory and technical um, and some of our new courses as well. Yeah, let's give that website one more time for anyone who's interested in participating in either the in-person or online training courses that take place at headquarters. Just simply go to aea.net slash training, and you'll find all the information there, including links to register for any of those courses. So, Mike, looking down the road a little bit, uh, what are the plans for the AEA Connect conferences later this year? Well, we're back to full strength, um, so we're excited about that. We've got a, a busy fall plan. In fact, I think it's the busiest we've ever had because we're pulling our uh, Europe meeting, uh, which we've run, you know, in the last few years, we've run it in the um, first part of the year, January timeframe. So we're pulling that back into the fall like we did in 2021. Um, so you add that on top of 
um, our ability to go back to the South Pacific and get up to Canada, um, it makes for a busy schedule. Um, the hurdles have been, um, you know, getting these contracts ironed out. Uh, not everybody around the world is as fast to return to hosting events and the hospitality things that that, that we're used to here in the States. Um, so we've been really working hard. Uh, Debbie's, you know, been, been jogging the schedule here for the last month or two to try and secure dates and locations and get contracts ironed out with the different cities. Um, while we're still being mindful of, you know, the shows that we're used to, the NBAA and um, the different regional events that are happening in the fall. Uh, so we think we've got it pretty well ironed out. And what we look to be doing is announcing that schedule shortly after convention. We'll have it up on the website and uh, be sharing it with all of our exhibitors so they can make their plans to attend. And of course, we'll get the news out to all the different regions uh, for that connect schedule. And we'll be putting those schedules together and, and getting that uh, launched as well. But uh, yeah, busy fall this year. I'm looking forward to it because it's been a while since we've been to to Canada and the South Pacific, and we're excited to see them. Well, Mike, is there anything we missed or that you'd like to include for our listeners? I think we've covered it. Um, I just would I would add for those that uh, are attending the convention next week, obviously, we look forward to seeing you. Um, don't pass up the opportunity to take advantage of everything the show has to offer. Um, you know, we, we are bringing back the uh, AET certification. I don't think we'd mention that. Um, so be sure to check out the schedule. I think it's uh, Tuesday through Thursday where we offer uh, free technician certification testing. So those who have your AET, you can sit for your endorsement tests. Uh, and those who do not have your AET, um, you can sit for the initial test. And then if you pass, you can sit for any of the endorsements. So check that out. Um, and then for those who aren't able to make it, hopefully it's because you're very busy back at the shop and we're hoping to attend. But uh, maybe we'll see you to connect this fall when that schedule gets out. And certainly um, next year when we make it to Orlando in April of 2023. Mike Adamson, thank you so much for joining us here on AEA Amplified, and best of luck to you and the entire AEA team for a great show next week in New Orleans that takes place March 28th through the 31st at the New Orleans Convention Center. Don't forget, it is not too late to register. You can do so in advance at aea.net slash convention. And before we go, let me remind our listeners of a couple of important items. Uh, the AEA Educational Foundation uh, will once again award more than 20 scholarships for the 22-23 school year, and they will be awarded to students pursuing a career in avionics or aircraft maintenance, as well as students from AEA member companies. The deadline to submit a scholarship application is April the 1st, so scholarship applications are available at aea.net slash scholarship. And finally, if your company is hiring, don't forget to post your career opportunities on the AEA Jobs Board, and that is at aea.net slash jobs. Free resume posting is available for those job seekers. And check it out again at aea.net slash jobs. That is going to wrap it up for today, and we hope you can join us again soon for another episode of AEA Amplified, sponsored by Genesis Aerosystems, a Moog company. To learn more about Genesis and its full range of products, visit Genesis dash aerosystems.com. Thanks again to AEA President and CEO Mike Adamson for being our guest today. And until next time here on AEA Amplified, this is your host, Jeff Hill, wishing you blue skies ahead and so long, everybody.